Good morning and welcome to the Automation Morning Show for Tuesday, October 10th, 2023. My name is Sean Tierney and this is the show where we talk about what's new and interesting and happening in industrial automation. And I'm just going to take a quick look over at the control panel here to make sure everything looks like it's working and it does. So I hope your morning is off to a great start. And with that, let's go ahead and jump into the show. I like to start with a reminder to ask you if you do enjoy this series, please give us a like, a sub, and a share because it's the only way we can grow our audience and find new vendors to come on the show. I also want to thank, um, oh, and a reminder here, we've had uh, some people say, hey, can you post the links to the show? The good news, every link from all 120 plus shows we've done this year are at automate.news. No www, no .com, it's just automate.news. They're all there and you can actually filter them by either content type, like product news, press release, or by the vendors. Now, the first three months, three and a half months, we did not do individual links, so those won't show up here in this vendor count, so the, the vendor counts are actually a lot higher if you go back to uh, December, January, February, March, and April. So with that, our first uh, news story, nope, this is a uh, thanking to our sponsor. Siemens is sponsoring this episode to make it ad-free. We really appreciate our sponsors. They make it possible for us to bring in the news each morning. And today's sponsor is Siemens, and we're highlighting their Cymatic Industrial Automation System. And with that, we'll jump into our first story. And uh, this first story is a press release from Rockwell Automation, and it's what new, what's new in software. So typically, um, and I do plan on going to Automation Fair this year because it's in Boston, which is only two and a half hours away, which is, which is nice because I can just drive out there. I may not even uh, stay for both days, depending on how busy it is. Um, but in any case, um, I'll be there the first day. If you're there, I'd love to meet up with you and get a selfie with you and uh, just say hey to, uh, to audience members who watch the morning show. But in any case, um, they are what's new presentations are always the ones I try to get into, right? Because I love, you know, I'm an enthusiast, right? I love learning what's new. And uh, some of their events that I need to try to sign up for uh, or sessions, I should say, I should try to sign up for is Factory Talk Design Studio, uh, Factory Talk Optics. I'm going to reach out to them, them again, see if I can get them on the podcast. Um, let's see. Factory Talk View version 14 is coming. And so we had um, the product manager on the show on that product. And um, Studio 5000 Logics Designer V36. I get to meet with those folks while I'm out there. And uh, I got a kind of a sneak peek uh, slide of what they're going to be talking about with version 36. Now, they're expecting the 36 to ship after um, Automation Fair, but still some really cool stuff coming to it. And I'm hoping to get my hands on it after this show to uh, cover it on theautomationblog.com. So with that, let's go ahead and move over to our next article. And this one talks about the new products and solutions they'll be showing at the show. So we'll just run through these quickly. Let me zoom out a little bit here. So they got a new terminal block printer. They get some new uh, guard link, uh, new guard link Ethernet IP adapter. It looks like Armor Block, if you're listening, but apparently it connects to guard links. Um, they have some new uh, RFID products. They have a new Armor PowerFlex drive. They have new Armor Block 5000 IO uh, with IO link. They have. Um, I'm seeing multiple, that listed multiple times. They also have Armor Kinetics. Now, we did have Rockwell come on the show recently. We recorded an episode on this. This looks pretty awesome. And uh, that should be coming out. We're doing, we do all the sponsored ones first. So that should be coming out in a couple of weeks. 
But in any case, uh, we have uh, on-machine industrial PCs. We have the Branch Motor Control, which we covered. We actually had them on the show already, the new products there. And I'm sure they're going to be adding to the line at the show. And then they have Connected Components Workbench version 22. So I'm hoping they add a bunch of new stuff to that as well. And you can see there's a lot more items they're covering, but that's just the first page. I think there was seven pages it said. So it looks like some interesting stuff we're going to see at the show. From there, we go over to uh, a press release on their new uh, Armor Block I.O. blocks. And I'm not going to include a link to this because it's just a lot of verbiage. I'm going to include the link to the actual product page where you can see it here. So it looks like a very interesting product. You know, I think these Armor Blocks go all the way back to the late 90s, if I remember correctly. We have some old ones in here. I think they started on DeviceNet originally. And... Um, but in any case, uh, these new ones supposedly have RS, I'm not RS, they supposedly have IO link in them. So that would be cool too. Now, I don't know if every single one has it or um, I was reading about it, trying to, it says here, Armor Block 5000 IO with IO link. Now, because it's a 5000 product, it's supposed to be high speed, right? And high capability. So be very interesting to see the details on that. From there, we go over to a new product. Now, this is dated August, but it just showed up this morning on their new products list. So um, I thought that was very interesting. But in any case, these are uh, from PNF. These are their new read-write devices for RFID. And these are a new space-saving optimized flat pack design. That's flat pack. And um, they use the new, uh, well, I shouldn't say new. They use the high-frequency RFID technology, 13.56 megahertz, which is ISO 15693. And these, these are really interesting. They do support a read range of up to 30 centimeters and they can read 20 units at a time, 20 tags at a time. That is pretty cool. So uh, in any case, um, they are IP67 and they support a temperature range of minus 25 to plus 70 C, very wide range. So in any case, now, if you wanna know more about RFID, we did have PNF on the show many times. And uh, we've got to get RC back on. He's so good at this. But in any case, um, we did have them on on Podcast 112 um, talking about RFID, the technology, and then some of the products they have. So the first part of the, the show is all about the technology and how it works. And RC kind of really goes into the details on it. And then uh, we talk about some of their products. Of course, these brand new products won't be in there. But uh, in any case, it's a good primer on RFID. So from there, we go over to uh, SICK. They had a new SICK Connect X app listed on the new products over on their website. And this apparently allows you to connect their sensors to like TCPIP apps. So if you're doing some PC development, you need to connect to your SICK uh, sensors. Check out the SICK Connect X app. And um, the link for PicoScan 100, I tried it today and it's working now. So if you wanna see the details on the new LiDAR sensor, check that out. I'll put this link because the previously the link wasn't working. So we didn't have any details on the product, but uh, now you can see the, uh, all the product details here. From there, we got uh, several new products from SMC. We're just going to cover one this morning. And this is an interesting one. This is a compact air compressor designed for uh, situations where you don't have an air source, right? So like a mobile robot, right? A cobot, a uh, AGV or an AMR, right? And so this thing is small. You can see it's in the guy's hand, right? So, I mean, the whole thing doesn't fit in his hand, but um, you can definitely hold it with one hand. And um, you can see here in the images 
how it, they, sh they show integrated it in a uh, mobile robot. And um, the noise level, 55 dB, not too bad, right? Especially for an air compressor. As far as the discharge pressure, they uh, do a max of 0.55 MPA. So I don't know um, for most applications, is that, is that gonna be enough? You guys tell me. Um, for vacuum pressure though, they can do minus 70 kPa. So it can do both uh, air pressure and uh, vacuum pressure, discharge and vacuum pressure. So you can see some of the uh, specifications here. Very cool stuff. We did have SMC on the show recently to talk about their air management system. I don't have a link to that right now, but you will see it at automate.news and the automationblog.com. Great way to save, uh, to save money and do some condition monitoring with their new air, air management system. From there, we go over to Aviva, and they're promoting the advanced analytics software. And um, this is very important. They have some, um, you know, in our industry, we have just so much data coming in that you need some type of advanced uh, analytics or some type of analytics software to kind of parse through it and turn that data into information. A lot of times we do that with uh, SCADA systems and trends and alarms. But uh, with historians, it becomes very important because otherwise you just have a ton of data that nobody's looking at, right? And so they're highlighting their advanced analytics package. Um, this, uh, they say they have a new AI-driven solution in this package, and they go through some interesting analytics. They talk about uh, that IoT in general, not just industrial IoT, but IoT in general. It, they're expected to see an increase this year of 18% in new devices. So that's over 14 billion devices total. And so that's a lot of devices. And they're saying that uh, currently, 87% of manufacturers do use the cloud in one way or another, and 85% do plan to implement artificial intelligence or machine learning this year, or, or in the coming years. And one other thing that they found here is that, uh, and this is from a McKinsey report, is that um, according to them, those companies that have implemented their or are further along on their digital journey, in other words, getting all that data and turning it into information, they have 7% more revenue growth than those who haven't. So very interesting. And of course, this works with their Pi system, you know, their data collection uh, software and um, their data hub. But a very interesting article. I really enjoyed uh, going through some of those statistics this morning as well. And from there, we go over to a new article from... Uh, Universal Robots, and it's entitled Cobot Machine Tending Delivers Bottom Line Benefits. And I think this is one of the best Cobot Machine Tending articles I've read. And I love the way it starts. It starts with statistics here. And uh, some of the things they talk about is like, so people use uh, Cobots in the DDD applications, dull, dirty, and dangerous applications, right? And... Um, you know, one of the problems we're having, especially uh, in this country, is trying to find people to fill these jobs, these DDD jobs, right? Who wants a D job? Nobody, right? And so the Bureau of Labor Statistics in the United States said that we have, in manufacturing, we have a 6.2% turnover rate. But even worse, even though we have half a million open jobs and we can't fill them, even worse, um, when you look at companies like the United States, Germany, France, Spain, and UK, most manufacturing, like 45% of the workforce in manufacturing said they would leave their job for a job in a, at a new employer that had a more modern work environment, okay? And that's not surprising. That number also jumps to 55% uh, 
for those working in manufacturing in the age from 18 to 24. So this is the age group of, of people who grew up with, you know, tablets and grew up with, um, you know, uh, uh, touch screens, right? They don't want to work with low tech. Why would they? They've had high tech stuff all their life, right? I remember when I first got in the industry, nobody knew, nobody had a computer. Well, most people didn't have computers and um, almost nobody knew what a touchscreen was. So trust me, because I used to try to explain it to people, family members and whatnot. What do you do? So uh, in any case, um, cobots can really help with this. And it's not a either or, okay? So a lot of people um, love working aside, you know, alongside cobots because they take some of the menial work that they used to have to do. And they can also increase production because let's say you're, you have to tend five different machines, right? So you can't be at all five machines all the time. So if you put a cobot on one of the high volume machines, that frees you up to spend more time on the other machines. Plus, I love the whole lights out concept where, you know, we talked about this and, and they give a good example, but I, the example I like to use is the one where there was this uh, uh, additive manufacturer who was printing parts all day, right? And they set up at the end of the day, you know, five o'clock, they would set up all the parts to run, but you know, they would finish halfway through the night and all the printers would stay idle. So what they did is they put in a cobot and they tried to put them in so they could reach multiple printers. And so halfway through the night, as each printer finished the job, the cobot would take the tray out, put it into on a storage shelf and put a new tray in and start the machine on the next print. So in the morning, they didn't just have the prints they had queued up the night before, they actually had the prints after that as well done. And I just thought that was a great place for a cobot. And they kind of talk about some of those situations in this article as well. So a very well done article. You can tell I liked it because I'm talking about it so much. But um, I think cobots, um, definitely, if you're thinking about getting a cobot, check out this article. We've done a lot about cobots and I'm now tagging articles that have cobots in them. So it'll be easier to find over at automate.news. Now from there, in honor of our sponsor Siemens today, we're highlighting the, as our feature product, the uh, S7-1200 and 1500 online course over at theautomationschool.com. If you need to learn TA portal, starting with how to get the uh, demo and install it and use the free simulator, PLC simulator that comes with it. And just, you know, going through, I kind of wrote it like if you've never used Siemens before, you know, how would you, how would you learn how to use their products? Because, uh, you know, it was only I don't know, three years ago when I started using Siemens. So I try to take it from that and I go back to the IEC 61131-3 standard a lot to kind of set the groundwork. Like this is what in the state, this is what's in the standard and this is what Siemens does. And it makes more sense that way because why would you start IO with a percent symbol, right? It's like, well, it's in the standard, okay? So that makes, helps it make more sense, right? And then we look at a lot of the instructions like, uh, you know, the timers and counters and some of those instructions and tying it back to the standards, the one shots, the transition monitoring sh uh, instructions and all that. So uh, in any case, this uh, course is on sale for $149. Right now you buy it, you got lifetime access and support. This is one of our forever courses, which means that it never expires. You own it forever and we plan to update it forever. Um, just like our new ultimate courses that we're doing, like I recently added lessons on how to build your own trainer to it and uh, so on. So uh, check that out if you are interested in learning the Siemens S7-1200 or 1500 PLCs. With that, we go over to a primer on stepper motors from Electromate. They do a lot of these uh, introduction to automation type articles. And I thought this one was another one in a great series. Um, I know we've had another one on steppers in the past as well. I didn't go back to see if it was also from Electromate. But in any case, if you're um, 
looking for articles to give your uh, give maybe new employees who haven't had a chance to learn steppers yet this would be a good one I'm tagging all these type of educational articles with edu so if you're searching on automate.news if you search on edu all of the new like educational articles like this one I'm tagging with that edu tag and I, I again I'm doing that for my own re reason too because I want to reference it over at the automation school for our students right so from there um, we go to an application story from Beckoff. And if you're doing any CNCing, um, this might be a good one to check out because it talks about how to use TwinCat CNC uh, in an application, precise part machining application. So in any case, that's that story there. And then on the digital newsstand, we have the new PILS uh, newsletter. Now, the title is in German, but the newsletter is in English. So I checked just to be sure. And they link to three of the articles in the newsletter here. They have uh, article number one, we look at the past with gratitude. Number two, pills through the ages is celebrating, I believe it's 75 years this year. Congratulations, pills. And then the third one is green light for engine parts. So in any case, you can now grab that and read that on digital. From there, we go over to downloads and it looks like TIA add-ins got an update. So if you're using uh, TIA portal and the add-on, add-on, add-in features, check that link out we also had a couple new manuals these both relate to pcs7 i've never used pcs7 i, I get people asking me if the s7 course at the automation school covers pcs7 it does not because it covers the 1200 and 1500 um but in any case this is the ethan ip gateway manual and the other manual is on modbus advanced okay from there we go over to we have a couple of new interesting docs from rockwell this one's a uh, kind of an infographic uh, PDF that talks about their rapid launch automotive solutions. We've talked about this in the past. This one was really interesting because they have a lot of stats in here, like the cost of unscheduled downtime is 20 billion and 80% uh, of the big threes, North American auto plants are 20 years old or older. So very interesting stuff here. And then they go into how uh, they calculated that you can save just you know, billions and billions of dollars by using their rapid launch uh, application solution or automotive solution. Here you can see with the rapid launch library and some more of their libraries, we have the application code manager. Then we have the developer uh, items like Emulate 3D, Studio 5000, Factor Talk View, and uh, of course their logic controllers and Factor Talk Logics Echo. We did have them on the show. So if you want to learn more about Logic Echo, check out the Automation Podcast. And uh, they're saying all this together will uh, reduce operating costs by 50% and reduce, uh, uh, let's see, plant optimization of 20 to 25 to 35%. So a very interesting infographic. And from there, I found this installation instructions. Now, I didn't know about this product, but apparently uh, Rockwell has a remote video link transmitter with some of their new 6300B 60, box PCs and then clients. And a very interesting device here. So apparently some of their monitors have this port built in. And so you can buy this box and you can come out the DVI port and the USB port and send it over Cat5 up to 328 feet to a remote industrial monitor. Now, because they have USB going to this and it's not for power because they have a separate 24 volt power supply, I'm assuming that the touchscreen also works. Here, if you don't have a monitor with the built-in RVL port, 
then you can buy a transmitter and a receiver to get that functionality. I'm assuming the touchscreen works. I, if it didn't, I don't know why they would connect to USB if it was just a video feed, right? And let's be honest, right? You could probably buy an industrial, um, you know, HDMI uh, booster, splitter, switcher to go 300 and some odd feet as well, right? And we use some commercial grades here in the office because we have multiple monitors. Typically, most port goes to three monitors, at least three monitors. So we have the two here on each workbench, and then we have the two on the wall. We also have two on that wall as well. So four monitors for, for each video out of the, of the server. So there are commercial grade units out there, but this is an industrial grade. From there, we also went over to Emerson and found a new advanced troubleshooting guide for the Bettis RTS. And in the other science and technology section, we had an article from IEEE Spectrum about what is a heat pump. And I know this doesn't directly relate to what we do, but I thought it was interesting. And we often hear, I don't know if you're like me, you often hear um, uh, relatives and friends talk about heat pumps. And, you know, most people don't realize they have one or two or more heat pumps already in their homes. So uh, interesting article, very well done. And uh, I wanted to share that link with you. Now, I do want to thank our sponsor one more time for making this episode of the Automation Morning Show ad-free. We really appreciate Siemens sponsoring the show. And you'll see the link up at automate.news to their Cymatic Industrial Automation Systems. I also want to say if you think I missed any news today, please use the submit news link uh, over at the automation blog or automate.news, as well as you can use the talkback link to let me know. Did I get something wrong? Did I get something right? Do you have any comments? Somebody posted a very long comment in the chat, so I didn't have a chance to read that, but I do want to say hi to Frank. I see Frank in the chat. Hi, Frank. Um, also, I want to thank the two members overnight who uh, followed us over at uh, automation.locals.com. We're up to, I think, 1262 now. And I also want to thank everybody who picked up a copy of my ebook, copy of my video collections, and uh, one of my coffee cups or t shirts. Really appreciate you guys. Uh, with that, just a reminder we did this at the beginning of the show, but if you jumped in late, um, every single link from all 120 plus shows we've had this year so far, and there's many more to come. Um, you'll find that automate.news, no www.no.com. Also want to thank uh, SoftPLC and OnLogic for uh, sponsoring their appearances on our show and uh, in, in appreciation. Those shows are both ad-free and we're running ads for them here on uh, theautomationblog.com and automation.news. Automate.news. Oh, I can't believe I said it wrong. Uh, but in any case... I think the better get out while the getting out is good, right? I hope you all have an awesome day. Um, I plan to as well. There will be no automation. The automation show live will not happen this afternoon. I'm still trying to get to that deadline. Today's the deadline for me to submit my virtual uh, video, my virtual event video for one of my sponsors' events. And uh, if you ever try to fill 45 minutes in a pre-recorded video, it's not easy. So I have some ideas on how I'm going to do it, but that is what my rest of my day is going to look like today. So. We hope to start the automation show live next Tuesday at 3.30. Um, I got a lot of things coming in for the upcoming uh, courses I'm filming. I got some new 5069 parts. I'm, I'm having to be very diligent and try to make the pennies stretch as far as possible. So I'm not winning every auction. I've already tried to buy this stuff new, but I just can't get anywhere close to what the, what the recycled market offers. So in any case, um, you know, if I was a large university with uh, billions of dollars, then... Then I already get a special price, but I won't go into that right now. In any case, um, I want to wish you all a courageous, 
fearless and awesome day. And until next time, my friends, peace.